Welcome to Cartoonist Kayfabe. My name is Ed Piscor. I'm Jim Rugg. We're going to be taking a look at Terror Assaulter Omwat. One Man War on Terror, the Rizograph mini-comic that Ben Mara put out uh, by through his through his traditional comics uh, publishing imprint. But first, we want to call your attention to Cartoonist Kayfabe comic book Christmas in July, man. Uh, the very last Saturday in July, we're going around to all of the uh, free little lending libraries in the neighborhood here in Pittsburgh. We invite you to do the same and drop some comics into each and every one of those things that you, that you see within your vicinity, man. Uh, we need to generate a new comic book readership over time. And this is a tradition that we are going to be participating in every year uh, moving forward. Uh, no more complaints about lack of readership, about the lack of availability of comics uh, for new readers. We're going to help uh, sow those seeds. We invite you to do the same. Jimmy came up with this great idea to uh, include this little printout where you can uh, let people know where other comic shops are if they want some more of this stuff, man. Uh, you know, give up the first blast for free, but show them uh, where the, the local comic shops are where they can scoop up some some future readings and ain't a bad thing to include a little cartoonist kayfabe mention uh, in, in the mix as well if you want to hear about uh, what the cool comics are maybe you don't have the time to uh, do a full round of research all on your own we'll, we'll, we'll curate some comics uh, for you including this uh, Terror Assault or Omelette comic uh, if you uh, like, follow, and subscribe to the YouTube channel you'll be able to uh, mitigate that kayfabe effect which is what happens when we talk about a comic that is uh, out of print and hard to find, which I believe this Terror Assault or Omelette is, uh, but you can still find copies out there. If you uh, are subscribed, you get these videos early, you'll be able to hit up eBay, Amazon, your local comic shop, scoop up the comic before anybody else. And if you uh, watch these videos to the end, that helps push our YouTube videos out to uh, more uh, comic-loving YouTube uh, viewers, helps us grow the subscriber base, and uh, make these videos possible uh, on a regular basis, even further, man. Uh, so, without further ado, Jimmy, here's your copy. Terror Salter Omelette. This is the collection from Fantagraphics with an expanded story because this is mini comic. There's a cliffhanger at the end, man. But it is by the great Ben Mera. This is substantial, too, by the way. Yeah, I think this was maybe going to be uh, three or four issues originally <laughs> planned, or at least that's how much is in the book. So, if you if you like what we preview here with that. Uh, Risograph edition, four times as much in the comic. <laughs> ben Mara. Yeah, he's retained his author bio uh, that that is in uh, Terra Santa Amwa, and that is sometimes uh, one of uh, my favorite parts of the comic. Not diminishing the comic by any means, but if if I may, <laughs> please. Benjamin Mara is an artist who studies the world around him. On the subject on the subject of nature, he says, "quote I mean nature, man, it's just amazing." <laughs> he adds, "quote." When I look at a sunset, I see nature, end quote. He is also into world politics. Quote, let me tell you something, bro. We are addicted to oil. <laughs> <laughs> so this gives you a little scoop into the, the mind, the creator of Terror Assault or Omelette. And with both of these covers, you know what you're getting into. Look at this dude, reptilian-based stuff, dude. We're going George Bell. Oh, yeah. Look at that badass lighting. <laughs> He's great at that stuff, Yes, man. definitely. He's really, really good. So let's uh, bust out the Rizograph joint. Let's do it. And I think this was printed by uh, Color Code in Toronto for yeah. uh, TCAF release several years ago. I'm going to read, read our little intro to give everybody a heads up on who uh, One Man War on Terror is. 
In 2001, as a response to the terrorist attacks on September 11th, President George W. Bush ordered the creation of a super-secret team of U.S. Foreign Service agents committed to the protection of American interests overseas. The team was known as the Terror Assaulters. Operating with complete and total independence and licensed to kill without mercy, these highly trained individuals were in no way linked to the U.S. government. The following account is of one such agent, codenamed Terror Assaulter Omwat, One Man War on Terror. This how is this not a TV show? We have a million streaming uh, networks now. It's it's the A team for for uh, 2022. Well said, well said, man. Uh, this comic has it all. I I knew Ben Mera at this time, but reading his comics before I met the fella, they were like, we go we go dumpster diving for in the quarter bins for 1980s comics, and we get a lot of stuff that is very promising to look at as a reading experience they never hold up like if they do like you know what they are the crow you know i was going to say faust but that could be dubious at times uh the promise of ben mara to me when i discovered his work was this is like 1980s comics this is like outlaw comics power comics whatever yes. prefix you want to affix to it but they all deliver you know, like they all, they all sort of in the spirit of the storytelling and the writing capture that visceral image that you see on like the front cover of those or like the one or two money shots within those issues. Also, this one specifically reads like an eight-year-old wrote it in a, in a way. Yes. You know what I'm saying? Uh, it, it's like, imagine if you had drawing skills when you were like in elementary school and you put a comic together. We, yes, all of that, Ed, 100%. There's so much to that I love about this comic, but you mentioned about the way it reads, and what I would say to that is we, we did the Wizard Magazine recently, and it was like 10 pros, you know, how to write comics kind of tips, and they talk about dialogue. Uh, think about dialogue for each character. Write in your own way. You know, you should have your point of view. To me, this has that unique point of view and dialogue. It's very rare to me to point to a comic and be like, I enjoy reading this dialogue. This dialogue is unlike comic book dialogue. There's nothing natural about it. A lot of it is very direct. There's no subtext to it. And sometimes it is literally just saying what is in the panel. <laughs> um, I, I, I don't know that that does it justice. I don't know that that sounds great. But I'm telling you, the way you might like a writer who, you know, known for their, their dialogue or their scripts uh, in comics and TV and movies, wherever, this has a very distinct dialogue flow. Yes, <laughs> to, to, to say the least. You know, the other pieces like the graphics, when I first got this one, and I was a fan of Ben Mare at this time, I had read some of his comics, Night Business is, is one that comes to mind and, and one that Fanographics also published. The visuals to this remind me a lot of like uh, Lichtenstein, yeah. you know, the colors. And he uses white in a way that I really don't see in color comics, where white is like a, a major color. You know, it's, it's almost this negative space element on the page. And there's just something about this kind of like bright, cheery primary colors combined with the story that is just, it's nuts. I don't know another comic that has that combination. Uh, when I was first guest at uh, San Diego Comic-Con, you could bring your plus one and stuff, and I'm like, yo, Ben, let's go Let's go to San Diego, dude. Because he, he had uh, the Omwat collection, was brand new. And we had a table set up, but we didn't really spend any time there. We just put free comics and stuff up there because it's like we're not prepared for, for that kind of thing. Um, 
caddy corner was Tim Vigil. And I was like, dude, you ever meet Tim Vigil? And he's like, a little shy, like, like, uh, you know, that's, he wouldn't remember me. I'm like, dude, we got to like show him. Do you got an extra copy of all one? Like, let's go, let's go meet Tim Vigil, man. <laughs> and he, he gave Vigil a copy of the trade. And Vigil is like reading passages out loud. Uh, particularly, I believe it was the cockpit sequence in the, in the trade paperback <laughs> that really uh, made him belly laugh. And like, you never seen Tim Vigil emote in That's this true. way. You know what I mean? He always got his head down and he's, he's drawing some stuff. He was he was going going wild for uh for terror assaulter Amwat. <laughs> Glowing endorsement there. Yeah, absolutely, man. <laughs> uh, the general storytelling of this is second to none. Even just moments like this, dude. It, also, it's a rudder. Like our main guy always says, "Let's just say," and then in quotes, what he is meaning to say. Yeah, the quotes are very funny. <laughs> this is very cinematic too. Like it's very easy to read in that way. It's clear storytelling. It's a strange combination of things. Like you mentioned those 80s comics and like maybe somebody's first or second comic. It has those qualities, except it's by a cartoonist that knows what he's doing yeah. and, and takes advantage of that. But it's very straightforward. You're not going to get two things happening in one in a panel at, at one time. Using that risograph to uh, do your DeLuca effect. Maybe? Pretty cool. Smart, smart drawing. He's, yeah, like color holds and on, on the blue ink there. He's a he's a he's a good designer, you know. Like he he knows how to use the tools. It's it's a, it's a like, primitive petty bone type style. Yes. But, that's on purpose, mm -hmm. and that's like what has to be understood, man. The thing is, like, in a lot of ways, I like I want this comic to be made by a demented guy. Like that was the the, <laughs> the, the, the only unfortunate piece of getting to know Ben Mera and meet him and see how sweet and genuine of a person he is, is that that kayfabe is taken off of the comics because it really feels, I mean, down to that author bio. Yeah, I feel like we're doing him a disservice now. <laughs> <laughs> Look at this great detail. As the guys are shooting at Omwat, you see the bullet holes where they're missing him, but falling like right at his head level. It's it's so uh, it's such a cool piece. And then like the lettering's really good. The wraps look cool. Okay, it's time to get a <laughs> kick, <laughs> right? Like it's just it's fantastic. Nine panel grid akin to that famous Chuck Norris and the Karate Commandos uh, sword fight. <laughs> I, I love to imagine that's what he's referencing. <laughs> By the way, I would read the shit out of a They Live comic by Ben Marrow. Sure. And what sunglasses make me think of it. I get it. When he lights these dudes up. And it's that classic um, canon film thing where there's 36 bullets in a gun that holds 17. <laughs> mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> the cross-cutting between, like, shoot, cross-cut, shoot some more. <laughs> That's amazing lighting. He's so good at that. That's another one that to me just screams they live. Yeah. It feels like the, uh, the, the, the goals. He's so good at that, man. Oh, this gun has a banana clip. Mm, that, that's what does it. Yeah. These guys bust in and say, what's going on here? Never mind. Die. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> ah, he kicked our hands. <laughs> <laughs> Part of this is a rib in a way of just like, you know that there's people out there who like, Fuck this comic! What are you guys talking about? And you guys talk shit on King Fabian Nisiezes? <laughs> <laughs> and you're looking at this? Yeah, this is, this should be some in interesting comments that come out of this. <laughs> A lot of I don't get it. Also, it, like the, col the colors, it's red, white, and blue, you know? 
I love the primary colors, you know. I mentioned Liechtenstein, and I don't think that's accidental, you know. Mara knows art, art history. He's, you know, he's an extremely successful illustrator. Like he's familiar with all this stuff. So I don't think it's accidental that this book looks the way it does. Yeah, the risograph is key. Like seeing the dot separations to create that like pink. I mean, that that is straight from like Bazooka Joe comics. Totally. Yeah, the risograph gives you the unevenness too. You know, where like some of those dots look like they're bleeding more than others. Yeah. Um, but he did keep the dots in the Fanographics edition. So. You know, that's a beautiful book for this reason. It doesn't look like anything else. I wonder if there would be stuff like the overprinting in uh, the Fanta book. If only we had a Fanta book uh, handy that we could check it out. Yeah, it's around page 10 of the story. There is some overprinting. You can see that he's uh, the uh, dots yeah. are, are visible on there. So nice attention to detail. Yeah. What a great splash page. Yeah. A Jeep. <laughs> and then just like squeezing stuff into the panel, like however you can get it in there. He He's gets not shy the, about that. A lot of mileage out of those reflective lenses. Yes, he does. One of his author of bio photos, he got a lot of mileage out of those reflections also. I believe it was mushroom clouds, if not naked women. <laughs> We should just do an episode of Ben Mara bios. Tell you. And then, of course, out comes, out comes a ninja <laughs> out of the, the, the exploding car. And you're not going to miss it because somebody helpfully tells us it's a ninja. <laughs> <laughs> it's also breaking rules. Like you totally. think of like what the rules are of comics, good comic storytelling. And a lot of them are just flagrantly being thrown out the window in this comic. Yeah, that's a, that youthful spirit that, that I mentioned earlier. Like, not as a pejorative. No. No, it's very fun. It's a, it's a, a good creative attitude. This is another one. It's just like, squeeze, put it in there, man. Who cares if the head is so much bigger? It's also very iconic. Like, that feels like an image that I've seen a version of in lots of TV shows and movies. Remember Sledgehammer, the oh, TV yeah. show? He used to, like, point the gun at the screen and pull the trigger, and I think they made him stop doing that in the oh. opening credits. <laughs> <laughs> Let's just say, I like to fight, okay? He shoots the guns out of his, the ninja's hands. <laughs> Another Chuck Norris in the Karate Commandos page. A fight choreography. Then lights the dude up. Like, it's real disturbing when you see these <laughs> entrance wounds of just fire on these people. When was um, uh, the, the Tarantino Inglorious Bastards? Was uh, that that's a good question. before or after this? Because I feel like this is your, your money shot in that movie. Yeah. But even standing over him and just gunning him down. Yeah. It's just non-stop. <laughs> That's the part that gets excessive. Five <laughs> panels of that. <laughs> the way the smoke... He lifts the gun mm -hmm. in, 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 in glory and in this, this way the smoke trails down. It's those kind of things that let you know that, that he knows what he's doing. <laughs> the best way to support Cartoonist Kayfabe is to buy the comics that Ed Piscor and I make. Red Room Trigger Warnings 1 through 4 is in stores now while supplies last. Every Red Room comic is self-contained story, so whatever issue your comic shop has is a great place to start. There's also Red Room, the Antisocial Network, collecting the first season of Red Room, available now wherever comics are bought and sold. 
except for 28 countries where it is banned and about 10 comic shops where it's banned but you can still request it they can still get it for you and you can pick up hulk grand design by me two double-sized issues retelling the 60-year history of the incredible hulk in one coherent story featuring my art writing color letters uh, the grand design treatment so to speak so pick these comics up wherever you buy comics and support cartoonist kayfabe and now back to our regular scheduled programming couple terrorist bad guys still the girlfriend and just very conveniently here comes a fella on a motorcycle he's going almost going to need that bike crystal clear storytelling of how he gets it dude that's like um if you ever played renegade like see there's a video game vibe to this almost like a double dragon and uh there's like the second stage of renegade it's just a bunch of dudes coming at you on the motorcycles and you got to jump kick them off a lot of this stuff's really stiff and everything, but these moments, like, that's a really good figure and weight. Yeah. And, like, even pose for picking that bike up and getting on it. Yeah, like, it's those moments where, where like... And then we're back to the video game. Yeah, inadvertently, he's letting you know, like, I could draw, like, a motherfucker. Yes. Yeah, definitely. This is a great panel, again, with the sound effect underneath it. Super simple, but looks like it should be a t-shirt design. Yeah. Or a video game cartridge. <laughs> I think you mentioned Canon Films, Ed. This whole comic is Canon Films. There's a half pipe at the wharf, man. <laughs> it's just there waiting for somebody to jump over, you know, the, this, the gorge. There's a Medela effect thing that, that happens with this because, for me, because I remembered Amat being in the air much longer, for like pages. He's in there for like 10 panels. It's yeah. pretty good. <laughs> That's super cool splash page, too. Oh, yeah. Ludicrous foreshortening. Suddenly the car is 150 feet in the air. I'm <laughs> still on the Ascend. Some more of that DeLuca. Yeah. A lot of six-panel, you know, like, like um, the layouts are very simple. They're all built on that six-panel grid, but it's very readable. <laughs> readable. Here's two burning bodies <laughs> in this explosion. Let's go. There's a road. There's, <laughs> There's a car. car. It's stopping. Get out of the vehicle. Hi, okay. And then he just messes that dude up. Yeah. The guy was in agreement. Yeah, I didn't see any objection from that guy. He popped right out of the car. I don't know if he needed to be knocked out and left for dead on the side of the road or not. The boxy isometric car is is key. You <clears throat> That's know? a very kid-like drawing element. And, cer and certainly those outlaw comics of the black and white 80s, man. Like, the cars and stuff or the last thing that those artists were trying to draw. Yeah, and that box-style car, it, it's decades. That's your standard comic book car. Sure. Some version of that, no doubt. She's like, thanks for saving my life. You can pay me back by going out on a date with me tonight. See, that's, okay. a, that's that youthful shit. <laughs> like, that's, that's kid logic. This dude would be Steven Seagal in the movie. Sure. Did you get the microchip? It's always a microchip. And there's always drug lords. Right. Now it's we... a drug lord that's going to do the cyber attack on America. Yeah. And now we have the, the, the night sequence, man. We have the date. The color palette changes. Mm -hmm. It really feels dark. Brian De Palma's cinematographer comes on board here. Yeah, man. And we and we have some some love moments, but it but it really is it's it's still with that with that youthful filter. This is the Skinamax uh, moment seen in the in the book. Oh yes, yeah, sir. 
I guess maybe even more hardcore than that. Yeah, yeah. Like maybe this one page is Skinamax. <laughs> I'm going to pull your panties off. Your tongue feels good. Yes. <laughs> You're taking off your clothes. <laughs> and he's got that tattoo on his chest. <laughs> <laughs> it's ridiculous. I mean, like, I just want this comic... To, I want there to be 50,000 copies, yeah. and I want to sprinkle this into like the long boxes at Heroes Con and all the retailers and stuff, and just have Joe Average like find these things and see what the heck they come away with. I want there to be like 50 issues of this. This yeah. feels like some weird Italian comic that you find somewhere, and you're like, this is amazing. What is this? Yeah. You yeah, know, exactly. Like some subgenre that we don't really have here. Like that—that's—that's that's the promise of of his comics. You know, it's—it's it's so different and it's so out there, so wild. And, uh, but, but I think it would be so aggravating to the Wednesday warrior, like the, to the person that's here because of wizard magazine, they don't know what we're talking about. We're pretentious. We're assholes. We're, we're being, uh, we're being highfalutin. Sure. This is amazing. Who are you? I don't know your name. Let's just say, quote, I kill the bad guys. End quote. <laughs> but that's not, uh, before... He says, I am ejaculating inside you. <laughs> <laughs> I believe uh, in the cockpit sequence that made uh, Tim Vigil laugh so much was a uh, terror assaulter on what, like, ben, Ben's a hijacker over and is like, I'm going to have gay sex with you. I think it's his co-pilot. Oh, yeah. <laughs> There's a lot of cockpit action in that scene. <laughs> yes. Yeah, these really do feel like comics from, like, somewhere else. Mm -hmm. if, if, if I didn't know Ben Mara's name was attached to this and you just handed me this, I'd have no idea, like, what this was, where it was made, what when it was made. It would be so quotable. It would be, like, eat this knife. <laughs> it That's would pretty be, good. Yeah. Like, this is the stuff that, like, Klaus and those guys would dig for, you know? It just, right. just, and But you would only get one panel. If you were lucky and you grabbed a, um, like... A quarter bin black and white comic you would be lucky to get like one panel of incredible of an incredible moment maybe a page right but every panel on every page that's exceptional it's really also a fine line to to be disciplined to draw in this style and to write in this like it it takes a certain amount of discipline like if you try to do this it's easier much easier to miss the mark than yeah. it is to land this yes and 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 there's no parachute like you don't know it how do you know it's gonna work right you know what i mean like he has balls do you think this is ironic yeah sure of course i feel like i i'm not a big fan of irony for irony's sake but there's also sincerity of this and like i can show you long boxes of the black and white books that I want to be this. And yes. some of them do have elements that would overlap with this. And to me, like the, the thing that makes it that part not ironic is that's people that are really going for it. And this is what they create from a sincere place. Yeah. This one feels like a celebration of it. You mentioned power comics earlier. And I feel like that is, this is celebrating the same qualities exactly. as, as something like power comics. Exactly. It's doing it in comic form rather than having like yes. a YouTube channel. But uh, the sincerity is key. Right. And and this has it in uh, in boatloads. Yeah, this was a good one. And I think this was towards the end of um, traditional comics. I think this is, is one of the last publications that Ben Mara self-published under traditional comics. In a lot of ways, an apex of like 
all the comics that, that led up to this that made me a fan of his, this one really kind of seemed like it paid off. You mentioned you don't know whether it'll work. I guess that's why you make comics and you build on what you've done before and maybe you never know if it'll work or not, but this one felt like an apex of uh, traditional comics. Yeah, absolutely, man. Uh, this comes out and then uh, I bring Ben, ben out to um, San Diego. One of the schemes was to put him in front of uh, Fantagraphics because they were doing this like song and dance together for years of like Eric wanted to publish some stuff Ben said that they wanted to publish some stuff but like I was hearing that same story every time and um like I wanted to put him in the room with the with the like guys work something out like and uh, like I named it, like I was like, for every one of X's book that you publish, <laughs> you need to publish two Ben Merrow books. Your slideshow, <laughs> corporate slideshow. Yeah, for every one of these that you publish, you need to publish two Ben Merrows. And and dude, it was it was a go from then forward. And I think there might be like what four four books. Yeah, I was trying to think of what uh, night business I mentioned, and then there's one. It's like American Nightmare or something. I, I can't remember the name of it, but collects American a, Blood. Yeah, American Blood. It collects a bunch of his short comics yeah and uh it's a nice book i'm not sure who's designing it if it's covey if it's ben but it has like the orange uh page ends and stuff like a very nice looking books that the fanographics published and there's the new book that's that's out uh desperados is it called disciples disciples yeah disciples yeah 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 so still still active cartoonists so uh yeah man check out his work uh the the last piece i would say it reminds me of are video stores yeah like i grew up loving video stores and it was those like b movies and straight to video kind of low budget no budget action movies that i just adored this has that kind of uh feeling not just canon films but any of those kinds of uh we're, we've got some land out here we can blow up this building so let's, <laughs> let's put a movie around let's build a movie around this thing well said man you good to go yes all right cartoonist kayfabe christmas in july is coming the last uh, saturday in july fill up those free lending libraries in your neighborhood up with uh with comic book doubles if you got them also uh, like follow subscribe to the youtube channel hit the bell so that we can notify you when new vids are available jimmy what do we got out there Hulk Grand Design Monster and Madness is in comic book shops everywhere right now. It's two 40-page comic books telling the 60-year history of the Incredible Hulk that I am writing, drawing, coloring, lettering, doing all that good stuff in the Grand Design tradition. Also, join me on patreon.com slash jimrug where you can see more of my original art, my process, and you can download some of my out-of-print zines and mini-comics. Red Room Trigger Warnings trade paperback in stores in September. Murder on the Dark Web for Fun and Profit is the name of the game goes along nicely with your Red Room Antisocial Network trade paperback that came out last year. Trigger Warnings is going to be my 10th solo book, Jimmy. Super, super stoked on that. That's exciting. It's, it's, all, it's all happened in a blur. Uh, the comic is banned in more than 28 countries. comic is banned in more than 10 comic shops. So hit up my link tree in the description below. You can order those comics online. You can hit up my, uh, my Patreon and read the comics. Uh, right now, today, three bucks for the archive, more than uh, 250 pages online as we speak. What else do we have out there, Jim? Subscribe to the Cartoonist Kayfabe e-newsletter at the links below this video. You can also find Cartoonist Kayfabe t-shirts and merchandise at the links below this video. It's another great way to support the Cartoonist Kayfabe channel. Given those marching orders, we'll be on our way. Read more comics.